0: hello and welcome to the sports message i'm your host jason cox it is good to be here with you today uh, on this beautiful Friday morning. This is September the 9th, 2021. Uh, we've got a great weekend full of sports ahead of us. We had a great great week of sports behind us. and uh, So let's uh, get on into the show. Uh, it's just me on the show today, so this will be a quick show. Um, our good friend Cam uh, has welcomed his uh, baby into the world, uh, a bouncing baby girl. Uh, keep them in your prayers. Uh, she did come a bit early, uh, but uh, last I heard, things were going pretty well. So uh, uh, congratulations to Cam and his wife, and uh, uh, we look forward to uh, hearing more about that little girl. Uh, moving ahead to the Tennessee Pit football game uh, that will be played tomorrow at noon in Neyland Stadium. It's dubbed the Johnny Majors Classic. Um, if you uh, were around for Johnny Majors era, you know that that guy was one mean cuss. He was a guy that... Uh, just chewed on his players and and, and cussed at them and uh, really got after them. Um, and but some players responded to that. Some players uh, enjoyed that kind of coaching. It motivated them. Some some players I know uh, did not. Uh, but I think that kind of goes with it. If you look at Alabama and Nick Saban nowadays, I mean, there's some players that just don't like that kind of coaching, uh, but some players n- respond to that. Now I don't have a problem at all in the world with that I- at the college level, uh, maybe even in the high school level. If you got an effort problem, uh, your better coaches will tell you if a kid's not giving effort, sometimes you chew their tail and it'll wake them up a little bit, um, but I think any less than 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 high school, and and you're really probably going to burn kids out on wanting to play the sport if you if you get that kind of coaching. But Johnny was a mean cuss, and uh, if you talk to anybody that ever played for him. And there's a few guys walking around here. My friend Chris Chris White's one of them. Uh, they'll they'll talk about you know just how how mean he was uh, but man what a coach what a player uh uh if you if you want to see a uh, a little take on on Johnny Majors uh we're showing or I guess we'll play on the radio tomorrow before the Tennessee game on Rocky Top review uh, a a little 3 minute clip of Johnny talking about visiting ut for the first time and deciding to play there and thinking that because he was so small he was gonna get killed out there of course johnny went on to finish runner-up in the heisman trophy uh race one year and so uh he, he didn't get killed in fact he did really really well at the university of tennessee in his coaching time uh you know johnny you know set the table for phil fulmer to take over and win the national championship uh he, of course uh Majors had won a national championship at Pitt uh, before he came to Tennessee. So he was already a national championship coach. Uh, He just couldn't quite get over the hump uh, at Tennessee. And so – uh, but he did build the program to the point that when Fulmer came over and really started recruiting on a high level, it didn't take long at all to to get to uh, the national championship level. You, you, of course, you get a transcendent quarterback like Peyton Manning in in, the, in your program and, and that helps things a lot too. So, uh, Johnny Major's Classic tomorrow, I think it'll be a, a really, really good football game. Tennessee is 1-0 uh, after a 38-6 victory over Bowling Green. Uh, running back Tyon Evans had a 120 yards jabari small had 117 yards uh, theo jackson playing the star position had a career high 11 tackles and two and a half tackles for loss along with three pass breakups so you know theo jackson hopefully is stepping into his own if you can develop a a, a star uh that's just a tough uh, secondary defensive back uh, that can really, really help a defense. I think Rashawn Golden a few years ago developed into just an absolute stud back there, plays for uh, the Carolina Panthers now. And, uh, you know, hopefully that Theo's on his way to that. He's a little bit older in the program now, so maybe he's ready to step into that. Uh, Pitt is the first Power Five non-conference opponent to come to Nealon since Oklahoma in 2015. If you remember that game, we were ahead. We got up a couple couple touchdowns, maybe 17 points, and then uh, Butch decided to to start – Playing in the dirt or whatever, and stop trying to run his offense. Oklahoma comes back and defeats Tennessee in overtime, thirty-one to twenty-four. I was there; we were not happy about that. So, because uh, that was a that, that was a raucous environment. Our team came out ready to play, and uh, it seems like the coaches kind of uh, let that one get out of out of their hand. Uh, just a quick preview of Pitt: uh, they're a seasoned team; they're older; they're veteran. Pat Narduzzi is their head coach; he's been around forever, uh, and so much like Mark Stoops at Kentucky, he's just been able to build his program which means his offensive line uh, continues to be an older group his defensive line continues to be an older group uh, they have a super senior quarterback Kenny, Kenny Pickett uh, what I, I believe what that means is that he took on the COVID year the extra COVID year he was offered so this is either his if he redshirted it's his sixth year if he never redshirted then it's his fifth year so uh, uh, but that's what the super seniors mean if you hear that that phrase, um, Pitt finished six and five last season, but they had wins over Florida State and Virginia Tech. So, so they had some really good wins last year. Uh, last week, Pitt defeated Massachusetts fifty-one to seven. Uh, Massachusetts is probably the one team you can compare to Bowling Green in, in terms of how bad they were last year and how bad they're kind of projected to be this year. So, those are, those are two pretty comparable teams. Uh, both teams took care of business fairly easily. Um, of course, we talked on last Friday's show about about that Bowling Green game. So I'm not going to get in too much into that, uh, but you know, uh, it was uh, it was a runaway win for Tennessee, but it was a little bit less than inspired. We'll say it that way. So uh, definitely going to have to play better this week to win this game. Pittsburgh's running running backs are Rodney Hammond and Vincent Davis. So their wide receivers are Lucas Kroll and Jared Wayne. Um, their defense had five sacks last week, so they're going to put pressure on Joe Milton this week. He's going to have to. He can't hold the ball as long as he did last week. He's going to have to, to either get rid of it or take take uh, take off out of the pocket. Um, they Pittsburgh did lose four defenders that all made NFL rosters, and so they lost some pretty good players, some key players from last year. So we'll see how they. Report place them most people expect that the, the pit defense to be really really stout again um, so we'll see about that this is going to be a very tough challenge for ut uh, because uh, uh, just just an overall pit's a little bit older coming in tennessee's rebuilding it's in neyland i think that helps uh, they have an established quarterback we do not Uh, So we'll see, Um, you know, should be a good game, Uh, hopefully be an entertaining game, hopefully the big orange come out on top. Um, uh, From a a preview from a Tennessee perspective, you know, Joe Milton's going to be taking snaps, there's no word at all of of anybody else getting any looks, I would expect Hendon Hooker uh, to be the first man off the bench if Milton can't get it done, you know, in the first half. uh, Jabari Small is going to be taking the bulk of the carries tomorrow uh, from the running back pr- position. Tyon Evans, I, I don't think it's been announced yet, but he's not going to be playing. Okay, I, no, no word yet of why. Uh, it may could be. Uh, could be that he's he's come down with that cough um, that so many of us have right now. Uh, but uh, we, we don't know. It's not been announced, but the word is he is not playing. Uh, our offensive line depth um, has already been tested. Uh, 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 the Mays brother, uh, not, not – um, not Cade, uh, but the center. Uh, he came out of the game last week. Some don't expect him to play tomorrow. We'll see. It's not that's not been announced either, and I don't really know. But I, I don't think he'll play tomorrow. And then I think we play Tennessee Tech next week. So anybody that sits tomorrow will sit next week too to get healthy, I believe. And and you know, Ollie Lane came in. Nobody expected Ollie Lane to play any, and he came in last week and he actually performed pretty well. So that helps. Uh, but that offensive line depth is going to be tested, and we got to watch out for that. That could get ugly real fast for us. Uh, wider, right in, from the wide receiver room, Jalen Hyatt has to catch passes. He cannot be dropping passes that hit him in the hands. And Steven Shelton, if you're listening to this, it doesn't matter if Joe Milton throws it 120 miles an hour. If it's and if you're five feet away, five yards away, I understand that. But if you're 20 yards down the field or you're on a 25-yard out route, uh, you got to catch those balls. Balls. those tight ends have to catch those balls i know they're thrown hard but go to work on the jugs machines after practice you know speed that thing up learn to catch those passes because guess what i mean if you get to the nfl uh those guys are throwing the ball that hard too so let's catch those passes uh can't be dropping them cedric chillman is the biggest wide receiver we have um i expect him to show up he caught the bomb last week in the end zone uh Cedric's going to do some special things this year and so we saw that uh a flash of that a little bit last week but I expect him to to maybe catch several passes tomorrow maybe another touchdown we need Valus Jones and and Javante Payton to show up they were basically no shows last week and uh, we need those two guys they're older wide receivers they're experienced we need them to show up in order for this offense to really get clicking so that's a preview of the game. Uh, my pick, uh, I, I don't know. This is probably being a homer. Uh, my pick is that Tennessee wins in a close one. Um, I could, I could see it going either way. I could see Pittsburgh blowing us out. I don't see us blowing Pittsburgh out. Uh, but you know, it, Tennessee is just still such a big question mark. We kind of know what Pitt is. So this is a game that really anything could happen. And so I I predict Tennessee by, we'll say, three points, a late field goal wins it, and um, and hopefully uh, we'll get to celebrate by, by 4 or 4.30 tomorrow we, we're champions of the Johnny Majors Classic. Okay, turning our uh, our, p- our page today uh, to the message. Uh, we've been talking about the Great Commission. Uh, we've been talking about loving God and loving people in youth group. And as you know, you guys kind of get the the, the 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 next day's version of youth group. Um, my, my trusty uh, intern, Jake, spoke this past Wednesday night. Um, he continued uh, on our uh, series on loving God and loving people, and he took the loving people side of it. Um, we used Matthew chapter twenty two verse thirty seven through forty last week. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that again today. He did this past Wednesday. It says this. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. So Jake focused in on that second part of love your neighbor as yourself. I think there's two sides to this, okay. I think there's there's some of us that 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 we love ourselves, and and that's kind of a problem, you know. We love ourselves too much. We have maybe a little bit too much pride, maybe a little bit of arrogance, um, um, and so when when we read that, okay, I should love my neighbor like that. I should love my neighbor a lot because I sure do love myself, um, and 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 I don't think there's anything wrong with having a, a strong. Uh, self confidence in yourself, um, a, some some self esteem. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I think it's it's needed, um, but we have to be careful about the pride side of that. Uh, but but we get that, you know. For those of us that are that are confident in ourselves, that believe in ourselves, we kind of understand. Hey, Jesus is saying, "Love your neighbor like that." Um, you know. Yeah, I love myself. Uh, I need to love my neighbor like that. But for a lot of people walking around out there, and for myself, sometimes. I don't have any self-confidence and I don't really believe in myself and I don't like some things about myself. And, and therefore when I read this, love your neighbor as yourself, it doesn't really resonate because I don't love myself sometimes. Um, but I think there's a a message here from Jesus directed to those of us. and, And even in different seasons of your life, when you're not really confident in yourself and when you don't really like yourself that much, uh, There's a message from Jesus saying, hey, have confidence in yourself. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. And I think the direction that's going is based on the fact that if you're a Christian, you belong to him. And if you're not a Christian, he wants you to belong to him. He wants you to trust him as your savior and when we do that we gain we gain every attribute of jesus now we're not going to be perfect like jesus and 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 all those things but in terms of um what's written on our our soul card if you will your what's written on our hearts it's jesus um it's it's washed in the blood it's forgiven it's it's not perfect uh but that's okay because i've got jesus and when we think about that, when we think about what Jesus did for us on the cross, when he when he went to the cross for my sins and your sins, and he thought about us on the cross and he, and he 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 took on every bit of, of my sin on the cross. Man, that that gives me confidence. That Jesus did that for me. Jesus Didn't have to do that. And he certainly could have just done it for one person, but that's not what the Bible says. He did it for all men, all men. And so he did it for me. Um, and, and, And thinking in terms of that, that Christ loved me so much that he died for me, how can that not give me confidence as a human being to know, hey, I've got extrinsic value at minimum because that's coming from Jesus. But when Jesus is in my heart, now I have intrinsic value because my life is based on him. And, and, and that's intrinsic value and and so all of a sudden we begin to love ourselves. we have confidence in ourselves. Um, you know, and then we know we learn at that point how to love our neighbor because now we love ourselves. now we can love our neighbor in that way. So great message from Jake this past weekend or this past Wednesday. And uh, I hope that means something to you. Let me pray for you right now. Lord Jesus be with us. God, I pray for all the sick people out there right now. I pray that we could love our neighbor. We could love our neighbor well, the way you teach us to. And Lord, for those of us that love ourselves, Lord, help us to, to to keep that in balance. Lord, those of us that really don't love ourselves, Lord, I pray that we could hang our hats on the idea of of you dying on the cross, and we gain value from that. Uh, we gain value from the fact that you created us and you died for us, and we can have faith and confidence in ourselves, believe in ourselves, love ourselves, and therefore learn to love our neighbor. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Awesome. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, moving ahead, uh, let's talk Atlanta Braves for, for, for three or four minutes here. Uh, the Braves won a big, big game last night, taking the record to 74 and 64, 10 games over over 500. That's amazing. You remember that stretch of 18 games where we went back and forth, uh, win-loss, win-loss? Uh, we are three and a half games, uh, have a three and a half game lead over the Phillies, a five game lead over the Mets. We're five and five in our last 10. If you didn't watch last night's game, man, it was, it was nerve wracking and highly entertaining. Uh, it ended on a, a Jock Peterson uh, single in the 10th inning. Uh, the Braves hit five home runs throughout the game. The bullpen blew, I believe it was three different save opportunities, three, literally, I didn't know that was possible. Three different bullpen guys uh, got credit for blown saves. That's not really what the the stat you want, but um, the Phillies, however, uh, lose to the Rockies. They were they were winning by one. They had uh, Ian Kennedy had the Rockies hitter down to his last strike, and he throws a a, a hanging breaking ball that the kid from. Uh, the Rockies just hammered for a two-run home run to give them the lead. Now Philly's down one. The next pitch, he gives up another home run. Philly's down two, and then they don't score in the bottom of the ninth. So they lose, and, in, in, man, just a, that's a crushing blow. It d- certainly doesn't end their chance to win the division, but holy cow, that's a bad way to lose. Uh, the Mets lost also, so that uh, the Braves gained a, a game on both of those teams. And, you know, to me, there's just a big difference between two-and-a-half games and three and a half games it just feels like the Braves can take take a little bit of a breath now okay because it was a five game lead and it shrunk down to you know two games or two and a half games might have even gotten to one and a half games but now we've gotten it back up to three and a half games and so uh, a little bit of breathing room there I believe there's about 20 games to go Uh, some of those are some of those are against the Phillies and the Mets and so uh uh, you know uh, the, the schedule. I think it shapes up uh, fairly balanced. Uh, Philly's got a kind of a soft schedule, but uh, right now they are—they've uh, got three more games against the Rockies, um, and uh, the Braves play the Marlins for the next three, and the Mets play the Yankees for the next three. So this is a great opportunity for the Braves to to gain another game, maybe in the next three over those two teams. So let's take care of business. Um, you know, and then we, when we run into San Francisco here in a, f- a couple weeks or whatnot, I, I don't know if the Dodgers are back on our schedule again, but um, that'll give us a little bit of breathing room there. All righty, uh, and then wrapping up the show today. Told you it's going to be a short one. We're under eight. We're at eighteen minutes right now. Uh, local teams. Congratulations to the Bradley Bears uh, winning the crosstown. Uh, rivalry against CHS. Uh, that's, I believe, that's seven in a row for the Bears. So um, won twenty eight to fourteen. It was actually a very competitive game. It was a very close game. Uh, uh, the uh, Cleveland quarterback threw two pick sixes, and that was the difference in the game. And you know, for your quarterback to throw two interceptions that are both returned for touchdowns, it's really, really hard to ever win that game. You know, I that the statistic of, of if your quarterback throws one pick six and you win the game is probably pretty low. My guess is if if your quarterback throws two pick sixes, it, it's it's very, very low, like single digits or one or two percent that you still win that game. So, um, you know, the difference there was quarterback play. Uh, uh, you know, Aiden McCleary, uh took care of the Bears, took care of the football. They valued the football a little bit more than Cleveland did. I thought Cleveland would win. I thought Cleveland probably had more athletes this this year, um, you know, or, or, or factor, factor backs as we used to call them. Um, but um, you know that Bradley Bradley took care of the the Raiders, and um, tonight they host the McMinn County Cherokees. Uh, you know the Cherokees come in. Uh, I don't know too much about them. I just know that my my friend Nick Long told me the other day on Wednesday night that the really good running back they they had the past few years, his little brother is now their running back. So uh, that'll be interesting. I think McMahon's only going to get better and better, so Bradley will have to come to play, as always, to beat McMahon. Uh, The Raiders play East Ridge, and so that's a game. I I believe they should take care of business and win. And then Walker Valley, who, who put up a really strong showing last week, uh, they might have played Eastridge. Ridge. Uh, some it was a Chattanooga team, I believe. Uh, beat them, maybe scored forty points or more. They play uh, Knox Carter. So I don't know anything about Knox Carter. Um, so uh, hopefully, all three local teams will win this uh, tonight, uh, this Friday night, and uh, we can we can celebrate that last. Uh, we can celebrate this next week. Good luck to you all. Uh, uh, Make us proud. You always do. Um, and, And go win those football games tonight. Uh, so that that's the show today. Uh, we could definitely jump into some other things. There was an NFL game last night that counted. Uh, Tom Brady. Uh, sorry, uh, I'm a pa- I'm a Peyton Manning fan, but I think Brady has pretty well established himself as the greatest of all time. Leads a leads a last minute uh, drive uh, to defeat the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, sorry about that, Patty. Uh, I'm sure you weren't happy about that, but. Uh, um, and so NFL season is kicked off. Uh, we're going to have a, a full slate of games this Sunday. Uh, if you're in fantasy football, uh, it's time to start paying attention to that again. Um, and so a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, the, there's not a great slate of college games. Uh, the, probably the best game of the day is Oregon at Ohio State. But I think because it's at Ohio State, that makes it tough for the Ducks. Um, and so uh, – not a great slate of games, but that might be something to pay attention to later in the day once the Tennessee Pit game is over um. – So thanks for joining us. Uh, We we always were we're honored that you jumped in with us to to listen to us. You know our heart. It's all about uh, we love sports, but we love Jesus more. And so if we can encourage you just a little bit through listening to some sports and then hearing uh, a little bit of a devotional and message about Jesus on the cross and, and his resurrection, then that's awesome. So share it with your friends. Get the word out. And thanks again for joining us on The Sports Message.